0: You're listening to the Broncos Audio Zone.
1: Hello and thank you for joining us this week here on the Neutral Zone. I'm Phil Milani, joined as always by Eric Delala. Eric, uh, we ha- have a couple of other guys in the uh, room, a, g- a guy and a, a lady. That's true. Ooh, it's a lady. (laughs) That's from ladies' man. I'm uncomfortable. That's from ladies' man. Why don't you introduce who's in the room with us here?
0: Yeah, we got Ben Swanson, an A, an artist, if I've ever seen one. I think he's trying out to be a PS. Photo shooter. No, 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 no. Podcast supervisor. He's trying out. This week is his tryout. Well, as far as the Broncos org chart goes... Basically goes me, Swanson there at managing editor, and then podcast supervisor above that. Correct. You know, just, Correct. You're somewhere, you're, you're floating. I'm floating in know, outer space. In the abyss. But yeah, we got Ben Swanson here, always a treat to have Ben. And then we have Emily Symanskis. Yes. Intern extraordinaire. True. Uh, and Canadian. Uh, Canadian. That's yeah, right. Just, we like to, it's an international <laughs> podcast. Exactly. And
1: uh, we have a great show in store for you today. We'll uh, keep the recap on the Raiders brief, but we do have a couple of things we'd like to address there. We have an interview with Todd Davis, who is uh, hoping to at least try and give it a go this week. Um, May even practice here as we uh, record this on a Wednesday afternoon. Scheduled to scheduled to practice. So hopefully we can get Todd back out there. Uh, we'll hear from him. What was going on with his rehab, including uh, a little hiccup that he had during his, uh, his working to try and get back out on the field. Mm. And then uh, we'll also look ahead to this, uh, this week's game against the Chicago bears. I think that Vic Fangio might've had his uh, best soundbite ever. Maybe, is that fair to
0: say? I mean he's only been here for 6 months Phil.
1: But he's given Eight us some months. great moments and I think he probably had his best. It was tremendous. Not family friendly,
0: but we're going to put it we'll in play. the
1: gosh darn podcast. We're going to put it in the podcast because the podcast is for adults.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's for grown people. Exactly. Exactly.
1: So we'll offer our thoughts on the Bears and uh talk. Did you know Vic used Pretty to coach for game. the Bears? Pretty big game here for uh Do you know
0: that? For both sides.
1: I do know that. That's kind of
0: an interesting storyline.
1: Maybe it we is. could talk about that we could talk about if you're that interested. Too. Yes. So, uh, Eric, uh, why don't you uh, give me some of your pros and cons from last
0: Monday's game against the Raiders? Mm. Uh, I'll start with the cons just because I'm kind of a negative guy. I know you are. You know, uh, I didn't like to start at all in part because the last three times the Broncos have been to the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. They've been shut out in the first half. For whatever reason, that place just haven't been able to get it going down 14 nothing this time and they didn't really give themselves a chance to be in the game in the first quarter or excuse me the first half because they had that long long drive to open the game broncos go three and out a couple drives later raiders put together another long drive and the broncos only had three possessions joe flacco said afterward hey been in some games where we didn't have very many possessions but three might be the lowest we ever had well what does that mean that didn't they didn't give themselves a chance I mean you, they had a chance, they were trying. So what do you mean? They were trying. That's true. Yeah, wh- you gotta do a means. little more than try, I think. Got it. There were penalties. That was one of the things. Okay. E- every time there was a big play. And Joe Flacco for as much flack as he took on social media on Monday, I thought he played well. You know, there were some throws down the middle of the field that I don't think we've seen in the last couple of years. But every time the Broncos seemed like, Hey, hey, we're gonna get close to the red zone or we're gonna get this first down that we really need, there was a holding call. Or there was some sort of missed assignment, or the execution wasn't quite there, and they kind of shot themselves in the foot. And you can't do that on the road. And then in the second half, you especially can't do that when you're trying to come down from multiple, come back from multiple scores, because they had the ball the first two possessions of the second half in the ten yard line. You got to score touchdowns. Yep. Through. So what? It, so keep going with your cons list. You want more cons? Yeah. Because you kind of switched there and went with the pro with Flacco, so I, I kind of oh, got see lost. What you're saying. Yeah, I, I what got you're lost. Uh, another con: Bradley Chubb, Von Miller, no sacks, no quarterback hits. Derek Carr went twenty-two of twenty-six, and he's played really well the last three times he's played the Broncos. I think it was here last year in Week Two when Carr finished like twenty-nine of thirty-two or something like that. For whatever reason, those quick passes uh, have just been Carr's forte, and they can't. They can't find a way to stop it. Some of that had to do with no Bryce Callahan. So Isaac Adam gets picked on a little bit uh, by their tight end Waller. And then uh, Tyrell Williams, who is the number one receiver in place of Antonio Brown. They're going to have to figure out a way to fix that when you play. You know, the Packers don't really have this tremendous number one receiver like some teams have. You know, they play the Bears next. The Bears. Yeah,
1: that's true. I think you said the Packers there. The Back. Packers also don't almost kind of be- S- Swanson. <laughs> this is uh, not Eric's finest performance here. Uh, I apologize on behalf of the neutral zone. If you're, if you're driving home right now, you probably just swerved out the road in rage. We need a supervisor now. Yeah. Let me give you my thoughts on the game. If you will, for a second here, I think yeah, that I, guess I don't really
0: know what I'm talking about. Yeah, apparently,
1: I think that there's two ways you can approach this. The the first way I think is like sort of an emotional, f- quick fan reaction. I think that you get upset. Hey, they were down fourteen nothing at, at halftime. That's not good. The uh, r- not scoring touchdowns in the red zone. I think that is a quick reaction. I think that your reaction to uh, uh, Vaughn and Bradley Chubb is a little bit of a quick reaction. I think that you can look at this a different way though and say, look, this year this year's team at least fought and gave themselves a chance at the end there. If they get a stop on third and eight, they get the ball back, and who knows what happens there. I think that if you take away that DaSean Hamilton drop in the end zone, to me, that was the play of the game right there. If you make that catch there it 's fourteen ten The Broncos have a lot of momentum at that point, and who knows what would have happened there and then uh, you know I think the Bradley Chubb and von Miller look von Miller played ninety seven percent of the snaps in that game that is a is a dramatic difference from what we've seen the past couple of years with Vaughn. And uh, I think they're asking Vaughn to do more than just sack the quarterback. He drops into coverage and, uh, you know, give a credit where credit's due. The Raiders had a great game plan. They have a good offensive line, and they never really, uh, you know, they never even s- smelled the sack. I mean, if, if Derek Carr was wearing cologne, they did not know what he smelled like. What does a sack smell like? I think that I think that when you get closer to him, you can just f- you can smell it an coming. essence. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Exactly.
0: I will say I feel a little set up here because you asked me to tell you the cons, and then you were like, why is everybody being negative no, here? No, 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 no. You were like, "Every Eric's focusing just, on the little I just things switched. with Vaughn Miller and
1: Bradley Chubb. I switched. I said, let me give me my thoughts. So give, last me, time, give me your pros. Last
0: time I go first. Give me, Give me your pros. No, I do appreciate how the offense moved the ball. Generally, yep. I think last year... Mentioned this to you yesterday, I believe. Last year, the offense would either move the ball kind of in chunks and get occasional big plays, or they'd go three and out, three and out, three and out, one first down, have to punt. The Broncos moved the ball pretty consistently, I thought. Uh, you had four red zone drives in the second half. Like I said, a couple of those got inside the 10 yard line of the Raiders. Now, you weren't able to finish there, but I think that will come as the season progresses. I'd be more worried if, say, hey, you score 16 points, but you're only in the red zone once and you score one touchdown. Yeah, that's more concerning to me than yes, because you're you're giving yourself opportunities. Joe Flacco made some good plays on third down. Um, not hey, not positive what the Broncos' third down percentage was. Wink, wink.
1: That's <laughs> hey, that was pretty good, Eric. That was a nice uh, tee up. You learned that from last time, didn't you? We're getting better. Like I'm not sure what it was.
0: That was good. They were 6 for 13 on third down conversions. I mean, that's about 50%. That's kind of what you would expect from your team. Yes. But on the other side, the Raiders were really good. 10 of 14, if I remember properly. Uh, wow. That's
1: not good. Yeah, that's not good. But they were in third and one, third and two, third and one a lot. Emily, did you have something to add there?
0: No, you were just correct. Oh, wow. For 10 for 14. Rare. When I'm good, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I agree with you. It it is a little bit uh, kind of the message from the team has been, hey, we're disappointed, but we're not discouraged. There's good things here, which I can appreciate all that because you don't want to base your entire season off week one, obviously. But where I get kind of stuck is that say you played the Bears or the Packers in week one and you were disappointed, but not discouraged. That's one thing. This is a game that I think you're going to look back later in the season and be like, "Man, I really wish we had gotten this one." Whether that's to push you from eight and eight to nine and seven and into the playoff position, whether that's you know helping with seeding for the uh, other wild car- between wild card spot one and wild card spot two. The reason it hurts is because even though you showed some progress in the second half, you're still going to look back at some point and be like, "Man, we really should have beaten the Raiders."
1: Yeah, but uh, uh, here's here's uh, one thing I was thinking about today. I was like, in years past, the Broncos have always got off to a hot start and things sort of have unraveled. That's true. If you flip that around and maybe this year's team starts off a little bit slower than we would like. How slow
0: do you want them to? But continue to
1: get better every week. If they come out next week and they look better but still lose, I think that... These are positive things that they continue to build on every single week. And I'd rather have a team that continues to build and build and build. And come November, December, maybe they look back on it and they say, hey, it would have been nice to have, you know, won that Raiders game week one. But we are a better team now than we were then. That, that At least you're moving in the right direction.
0: The 2015 Broncos started 7-0 and and they, they did okay. They did. So but
1: they continue to get
0: better is what I'm saying. Instead of unraveling. That's true. You do want to progress as the year goes along, but once you fall into this, you, you have to really show something this week against Chicago and against the, against green Bay. If you lose, because if you start out, zero and three, you're putting yourself in a tremendous hole to to potentially make the playoffs. But maybe at that point it becomes, Hey, let's just show progress throughout the year. So that for 2020, you're ascending and you take that next step. I mean, I don't want to look It's week two. You don't want to look ahead to say, Hey, we're playing for the Packers. 2020. You wouldn't
1: want to look ahead to the Packers game. Yeah, You don't even want
0: to do that. Exactly. But I will say, zero
1: and two teams. It's like 11%. It is. The playoffs. Like,
0: but two made it last year. Can you name Indianapolis
1: them? Indianapolis Colts. And uh, I don't, the Colts
0: did not start.
1: Owen and two. They didn't last no. year. No, they started slow, but finished. They strong started and made one the in
0: one and five and made the playoffs got it that but not O and 2. that's impressive it's kind of 0 and it's 2. different yeah different uh stat maybe emily can confirm that they weren't 0 and two.
1: but uh let's see who were was one of the teams from the afc uh-huh one from the afc houston one from the,
0: texans yep bingo they started O and three i believe wow that's not good and then on the
1: <laughs> and then one team was in the <laughs> nfc wow you're good at this guessing game uh, Chicago? No.
0: No. I'll Chicago's give you a hint. The Broncos gave them one of their two losses. I'm trying to think back to last year. The Broncos uh, played an AFC team in week two, so it can only really be one team. Oh, Seattle. There, there you, you go. go. There you go. Seattle, of course, 0-2, made the playoffs. There you go. I think they, they won lost, a lost. Play-
1: no, they lost to the Cowboys. I thought they beat the Cowboys. No, they lost to the Cowboys. So.
0: Wow. Houston also lost their first playoff game. If you want some facts, you come to me. Was it even really worth it for them to make the playoffs since they both <laughs> lost in round yes. one? Yes, you continue to get better and build. Right. And then it continues on into the off season. One year you make the first round of the playoffs, then you make the conference championship, and then the Warriors beat you. Oh, that's a nugget. Sorry. I don't even know what you're talking about. Talking about... Basketball one year you make the playoffs. Uh-huh. Then the next year you go to the next round, but the Warriors just they win no matter what.
1: Oh, oh, got it. Yeah. I think this year might be differ- different different for my nuggets. Well, that's enough that's nuggets that. talk. Yeah. I think that uh let's wrap enough talk are about we, week we one. Done? Yeah, are we done with that part yeah, of it? On to week two. On to week two, which means that we might see Todd Davis. We're hoping to see Todd Davis. And uh why don't we go ahead and uh, hear from Todd Davis? Here's my interview from uh, Wednesday afternoon inside Broncos' locker room. Todd, this is the first time we've got to talk for a long time here. Uh,
2: how you feeling? I'm feeling good. Um, it's been a while, but my calf is feeling ready, and I'm feeling good.
1: What has been the hardest part about this whole process since getting hurt on the first day
2: of training camp? Um, just not being able to be out there with my guys. Um, I feel like it's, it's tough not being able to... Uh, be out there and just bring my presence to the defense and bring my attitude and my tenacity. So it's tough not being able to uh, be out there and fight with my guys.
1: Man, when it first happened, we were thinking, okay, maybe just a couple weeks. Uh, What happened? How's the process been uh, as you're trying to work your way back?
2: Um, It's been a tough process uh, trying to get back. Um, I kind of had a hiccup, you know, um, in the middle of it. But I think we're on the right path now and it's definitely feeling really good, the best it's felt since this happened, so I think I'm ready. What has been the rehab process? What have you been doing to your calf? Um, a lot of uh, stem, a lot of uh, strengthening. We really want to strengthen all the muscles around it so that when I got back running, it would feel good. Um, and then a lot of time just to rest it. I think that was the biggest thing. It just needed time to really heal. Uh, I think it's got that and now it's strong and now it's ready to go.
1: Was it one of those things where you are like, hey, I don't want this to linger all season long, so let's just make sure we take care of it now?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a long season. Uh, you know, 15 more games plus the playoffs. I think I wanted to be ready to go for uh, whenever I came back all the way through the rest of the season.
1: When we get a chance to watch a little bit of practice, we see you working off to the side. How hard has that been not being with the rest of the team while they're practicing?
2: Yeah, um, I don't like it. You know, I just don't like being out there by myself and You know, I like being with my team. I mean, that's the funnest thing to me is to be with my guys and really build that friendship, that family that we've had um, and really get to play with them. So I hope I get to do that this week. Was it hard
1: watching that Raiders game?
2: Yeah, it was tough. Um, It was tough. Um, You know, I just wish I could have been out there and wish I could have helped in some way or did something um, to help change the game. But, you know, I didn't really have any much control in that game.
1: Well, you talked to your guys, Corey, Josie, those guys. What, what were you seeing in that game?
2: I think that I think they played pretty well. Um, you know, and, you know, really hats off to Corey for coming in and learning the defense in a week and was able to go out there and execute it really well. Uh, Josie played well, physical, um, really um, played like a A really good inside linebacker I felt like the whole game so um, hats off to them I feel like they stepped up and played well.
1: Before the season started uh,
2: before your injury how were you feeling heading into this year? Oh I feel amazing like you know that was the toughest part for me is that it was the best I had felt going into a season uh, the most prepared I had felt going into a season and my body was ready Um, so you know when it happened I was really frustrated because I put so much work in the off season for this to be my best season but everything happens for a reason Um, I know it was supposed to happen. Um, when it did. So um, I'm not discouraged or anything. I just know that it was supposed to happen and I'm going to be better from it.
1: How hard was it having that hiccup? Did you think you were close before that hiccup?
2: Yeah, I, I was really marching back uh, pretty strong. Um, and then the hiccup happened and sat me sat me down a, a little bit. So uh, those are tough to go through. But once again, it happened for a reason and you know it was meant to happen. So something I learned from it and I grew from it and uh, I'm all better now. Vic Fangio's coached some
1: great linebackers. I mean, Patrick Willis, uh, you know, Ray Lewis, mm-hmm. some guys like that. How do you feel like you fit into this defense? I mean, the is a big part of it, huh?
2: Yeah, really big. Um, I feel like it's the perfect defense for me. Um, I get to run around in space, make every tackle. I'm, um, You know, in some of the defenses previously, um, I can only get the tackle if my man was throwing the ball. It was a lot of man. Um, now I get to make... Every throw, every tackle, every play on the field. So I'm excited. It's a really uh, playmaker's defense. Maybe this week then? Absolutely. I hope so. I hope so, Todd. Hey, thanks for catching up with us, man. Cool. Appreciate it.
1: Okay, my thanks to Todd Davis for uh, joining us here on the neutral zone. What'd you think about uh, that conversation there, Eric?
0: I think Todd's excited to be back. You know, yeah. you can tell he's a guy that has not liked being on the sideline. He's a guy that's. Uh, Wants to make an impact. And as some people pointed out, you could kind of see Todd on the broadcast a couple of times. He looked pained. He did look pained. And I hope that's not know, the calf still.
1: I know. I think it was more of what he, you know, his desire to be out there. Cause he FOMO, he thought he could have helped the team uh, maybe uh, make a few plays last week on the defensive side. But uh, you know, what was interesting to me was that when it was, let's flash back to July 18th, we saw Todd come off the field in that cart we thought, okay, a few weeks, this is not a big deal. Maybe he'll miss training camp and he'll get a little bit of preseason action in. And then, of course, he'll be ready for week one of the regular season. That was not the case.
0: No, I uh, I remember you said, Todd smiled at me. He's fine.
1: He did. He made a joke as he was coming off the card.
0: Yeah.
1: And I was like, whew,
0: you know, that dodged a bullet there. And for a while, it did seem like he was going to be back about midway through the preseason uh, something happened that we don't know exactly he called it a on. hiccup.
1: I don't know what that means, but you don't know what a Hiccup Something. Is? Well, I doubt that that's what
0: caused him to continue to miss Maybe he had the hiccups and it was like such a severe case that he like stepped weird and Restrained the calf.
1: I highly he's a professional athlete Eric <laughs> That's true that might happen to you. It has happened to me. Yeah, see not, not Todd Davis. Not my guy, Todd Davis. Todd Davis. Todd Davis. It's my guy. Love Todd Davis. You like saying his name a lot. <laughs> and I don't just say Todd. Todd Davis. <laughs> it's never Todd. Yeah. It's, Todd the brand. it's the brand Todd Davis. Yeah.
0: He'll you know. be, uh, if he does play, he'll see Danny Trevathan. That's true. Plays for the Bears. Kind of when Danny left, that's how Todd really got his start. That is true. As a starter. Yes. Kind of an interesting little connection there. It is. It is.
1: But no Broncos linebacker connection.
0: But Todd not being ready for week one wasn't ideal. Corey Nelson played a ton of snaps. That was surprising. Yeah. After he signed Monday. Yeah. And then a week later, he takes almost all the snaps. Alexander Johnson plays zero snaps. Yeah. Kind kind of odd after seeing training camp, but. Did not think that that was going to happen. Starters played a lot in general. We, We won't go back to week one I know you how said, much I know you yeah. said we were done with that yeah
1: how important will it be to get a guy like Todd Davis back for this week facing a pretty good young quarterback in Mitchell Trubisky
0: yeah I mean I think in the run game Vic said hey the stats wouldn't really show it but they kind of dominated us uh three or four yards at a time they were falling forward Todd's a really good run stopper so I think that can help against their running backs and then You know, just in terms of getting the defense in the right place, Vic said there were a couple times that maybe the coverage or what they called wasn't executed properly. I think Todd helps with that. Uh, I asked him, hey, is it going to be an adjustment schematically since you haven't been out there in a while? He said he felt like he was in pretty good shape from what he was able to do in OTAs. So I don't think that's going to be much of an issue, but Todd's tackling ability, Todd's speed, hopefully that's not too limited. Uh, And just his knowledge of the game I think should help Instantly and depending on how healthy He is I wouldn't be surprised to see him Take over the majority of the snaps Again if he can go
1: yeah I just think that That the Broncos Depth uh, is not Where it would ideally Be so that means that starters Got to play a lot they played a lot Against the Raiders and I think that uh, That linebacker Position is definitely the case there Where hey the starter Goes down Todd Davis and then you have Corey Nelson who's been here for a cup of coffee, if you will, with a drop of cream, with a drop of cream. Speaking of cream, he uh, played really well last week
0: Two pass breakups. Yeah.
1: Pretty good. And he had a, he he played nickel, which he hadn't really practiced.
0: Yeah. Vic said, Hey, if he had to make some adjustments, that's true. I will say in terms of the substitutions and the backups last year, there wasn't a ton of depth either. And they still played Vaughn 60% of the snaps. And so I think some of it is Vic Fangio saying, hey, if you're a starter, you're just going to play. You need the best players on the field at all times if possible. And so we're not going to sub you out for a lesser tier player regardless of our depth. The best guys need to be out there almost exactly. all the time. Exactly.
1: And, you know, I think last week playing against the Raiders, uh, Derek Cart, really accurate, really quick with the football, great offensive line. A little bit different this week because Mitchell Trubisky likes to hold on to the ball. He likes to create with his feet a little bit. And I think there's going to be a little bit more of an opportunity for Bradley Chubb and Von Miller to showcase their skills. Uh, Emily, how many times was Mitchell Trubisky sacked last week?
0: Five times.
1: I'm sorry, say that again.
0: Five times.
1: Five times. Five times. That's great. Five is, uh, I think, that uh, for that Packers defense, I, I would expect this Broncos team to be really getting after trubisky this week
0: well trubisky also threw the ball 45 times and i would matt Nagy said the bears head coach said hey i kind of let it get out of hand because they only ran the ball 12 times in a one possession game the whole game so i don't expect trubisky to throw nearly that many times but yeah if he drops back to pass 30 times and you're able to get him down three or four and one of those is a strip sack then you kind of you've changed the game
1: what if Nagy was just saying that to throw the Broncos off? He'd be like, "I'll never do that again."
0: Next, yeah, now Trubisky's going <laughs> to throw sixty passes. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. You think he's just going to go up there and be like, "Next week, this is what we're going to do."
0: I think if you've got some good <laughs> running backs that you've invested draft picks and money into, that you're not, you're going to want to run the ball more than twelve times.
1: Yes, I agree. I, I imagine, especially after seeing what Josh Jacobs was able to do, they're they're going to be let's see if we can find some success here. And that means that guys like Derek Wolf and Shelby Harris are going to have to uh, do a better job of stopping the run.
0: Yeah, I don't. Well, and I don't remember. I think Bradley Chubb batted down one pass, but I think that was it. And that was kind of a staple of the Broncos defense in training camp in the last couple of years and knocking these passes down. And the the Broncos didn't really do that against the Raiders. I will say Derek Carr kind of has that ability to go one, two, three, like all those pinpoint passes and stack them based on what we saw from Mitchell Trubisky, it's Mitchell, right? Swanson as a graduate of the university of North Carolina. No, he's very particular. Yeah. I mean, Technically Mitchell, I guess he said he wanted to do that for his mother.
1: Mm. I call him Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. That's what I call him.
0: That's what I know him as too. From from his tar hole days.
1: You guys went to school together, right? I think
0: they roomed together. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What position did you play?
0: Very close. Um, Backup punter, punter, huh? Punter. Swanson taught Mitch's art history class as a <laughs> TA. Yeah, exactly. Trubisky <laughs> actually said one time his favorite class at UNC. Beautiful, but Trubisky art can't. history. Trubisky can't. Well, maybe he can. More, I don't modern think, art. I don't think. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, more of a modern art kind of guy, right, Swanson? Performance art. <laughs> <laughs> Performance <laughs> art. Got it. Yeah.
2: That's beautiful.
0: Uh, I think the Broncos' plan of attack should be kind of dare Mitchell Trubisky to do the same thing that Derek Carr did because I don't think that Trubisky can put together six, seven, eight, nine yeah. passes in a row. That's what I'm saying. Stop the run. Exactly. Make it, him throw the ball 45 times. And he's going to – you'll either have an overthrow, maybe uh, something's a little short, or just accuracy-wise, not going to be able to make those decisions – make those plays enough. And so I think that kind of plays into the Broncos' hands that maybe the Bears think, hey, we can come out and nickel and dime them down the field. But I don't think it's yep. going to work.
1: And Empower Field at Mile High is going to be rocking.
0: Ooh, first time at Empower Field at Mile High. Empower
1: Field at Mile High, rocking. Ruckus atmosphere. Ruckus? Yeah.
0: Ruckus. The f- Ruckus. There you go. That's what I said, I think.
1: Fact check. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> can barely hear Swanson yeah, on I'm these not mics. sure if
1: Swanson's going to be back can't even hear him <laughs> yeah you uh, know like you know in KJAC TV which debuted last week on Denver, Broncos.com, Denver Broncos.com, Uh he was saying hey hopefully you'll be back on KJAC TV depending on how you do back with Jack. yeah exactly how do you think that uh, Swanson's doing in
0: this tryout gone like Swanson yeah this might be his swan song yeah could on be. the podcast could be I blame them. I that, that was a better joke than mine. Yeah. Dang it. That usually happens. Well, there's a 50-50 chance. Oh, that was pretty good. Yeah. You like You're that? back. You're then, back. Uh, but besides Trubisky, uh, I think the real challenge of the Bears is that defensive front. Other side of the ball. Yeah.
1: Yuck. Uh, who, who plays on that defensive line? Uh,
0: Leonard Floyd, Akeem Hicks. I think, that, think that's it. I think that is it. Yeah. Um, Emily, anybody else play on that uh, defensive front? Khalil
2: Mack
1: plays. K- Khalil Mack, that's oh. right. I forgot about him. Nice. I forgot about Khalil Mack. Uh, one guy who did not forget about Khalil Mack is Broncos head coach, Vic Fangio, uh, who on Wednesday talked about his reaction when the Raiders traded for Mack.
0: You know, it was very little talked about. Um, that I, I probably didn't find out until, you know, just a couple seconds after the world found out. And um obviously was very, very excited. I didn't know a lot about him, other than I knew he was a good player, because when he came out in college out of college, we were drafting very late in the first round in San Francisco at the time. So I said, don't even bother watching him. So I didn't watch him as a collegiate. And with him in Oakland and me in the NFC, I, I really didn't see him play a lot. And um, and then when we got him, and it was just after a few days, it was like, you know, holy shit.
1: Oh, boy. I like it. <laughs> you like that?
0: Yeah. That was a long clip, but I like it. Story yeah. time with Vic. Yeah. That's
1: nice. That's the most animated I've ever seen him get.
0: Yeah. I think he kind of knew he was like being a little naughty up there. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But he was—he didn't care. He did not care. Hey, he went I'll be there. the last one to complain if, as this season goes along, Vic just stopped, starts dropping all Got sorts it. of curse words at the podium. <laughs> He's like, Aaron Rodgers?
1: Holy. Okay. But uh, on an actual football note, what did you think about the way he talked about Kalomak versus the way we've seen him talk about Von Miller here?
0: Well, I just think in general, Vic talked about his former players with the Bears, and I think it's going to be this way with any opponent. He talks about them differently than he talks about guys. his own players. He so said, he's hey, trying to
1: motivate Von Miller. He would never say like, "Oh man, I've seen Von do some stuff on tape." That's yeah. Maybe if they if they win a Super Bowl, maybe he'd say that. Because there's always a lot of debate around the NFL is who is the premier
0: pass rusher, defensive line kind of guy. Emily, can you look up how many Super Bowl MVPs Khalil Mack has? Yeah, exactly. Zero. Zero. Yeah.
1: Zero is the answer Exactly. I don't so, think she
0: didn't look it up, but she knew.
1: You know, the, the same guys always pop up every year. We're talking about J.J. Watt, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Khalil Mack. Those are really the four guys in Pass the NFL that, are, that have separated themselves from the rest of the league. That's true. I would say, you know, at least they've shown their ability to do it.
0: Yeah, there's some guys, you know, that are coming close. Miles
1: Garrett, Joey Bosa, Gakwe. Those guys have, like, uh, shown flashes. But I would say that right now, Von Miller, J.J. Watt, Aaron Donald, and Khalil Mack are sort of in a different level.
0: I think J.J. Watt uh, just had his first game ever without a tackle. Really? Or a QB hit or something like that. Maybe we could,
2: it could be something
0: interesting to look into further. Um, But no, I don't think because Vic was like, holy. (laughs) Khalil Mack means that he's. Well, we don't say that here. (laughs) We don't say that. Vic can say whatever he wants. Dang it. Yeah. Well, we're not. You might have to bleep that. Yes, I'll bleep that. Uh, But I will say just because he's talking about Khalil Mack one way and Von Miller the other way doesn't mean that Vic's like, oh, yeah, Khalil Mack's way better.
1: No, maybe he just. just...
0: He just talks about opposing players differently. More respect there. You want to hype him up. Got it. Yeah.
1: Well, in my personal opinion, when it matters most, Von Miller came through big time for this Broncos team. Sack after sack, he made big time plays in that 2015 playoff run. And to me, that is something that those other guys have not been able to do. Look, Aaron Donald is a tremendous. J.J. Watt, those guys have all these defensive player of the years. You know, a couple of years ago, Khalil Mack, Edged out Vaughn by one vote for Defensive Player of the Year, but none of them have that Super Bowl ring.
0: Aaron Donald got close. It is interesting that Vaughn doesn't. Vaughn is the only one of those guys that hasn't won a Defensive Player of the Year. Yes, but he and he is
1: the only one with a Super Bowl trophy.
0: That's true, and that might be the only reason why he's in that conversation. Well,
1: also since they came into the league, Vaughn has more sacks. He came into the league at the same time as J.J. Watt. That's true. So Aaron Donald and uh, Khalil Mack obviously came in later, but.
0: Aaron Donald, interestingly enough, had 20 and a half sacks during the regular season last year. During the playoff run, can you guess how many he had? Uh, two. Zero sacks. In the Zero playoffs. sacks in the playoffs last yeah. year. Vaughn. Really? Vaughn had five and a half. Yeah. And a lot more
1: quarterback hits, too. A lot more. Man, Brady sees Bond in his sleep still. Did you know that?
0: Brady, like, takes certain, you know, supplements to keep himself healthy, and he probably, like, he probably doesn't dream. He blocks it. (laughs) (laughs) He just goes goes into the cryo
1: chamber, and then he just wakes up. Man, the Patriots looked pretty good last week, huh?
0: This is not a Patriots podcast. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. My apologies. I'm just, yeah, sorry, five sacks during the Super Bowl run.
1: Oh, where was the, where was Swanson on that? Should have been instantly corrected. Emily, is he drawing? Yeah, he is. I can see him. Yeah. He's he's got his little sketchbook out behind his laptop. He's got some oils over there. Gosh. (laughs) Is that a glass of wine? It's a paint by the numbers. That is a glass of wine. That's a paint by the numbers, you fraud. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's what we do here. Uncovered. Artists uncovered. The scam. It's true.
0: Yeah. All right. Did we talk about everything we need to about the bears? Uh, One thing I'm interested in that maybe could turn the game. I don't think it's super important by any means, but Uh uh, the bears kicking situation is still up in the air a little bit. Are you referring to the double doink? (laughs) The double doink 2000. Got it. That was last year. That's true. Double doink 2018. I guess it was technically this year.
1: Sorry, not to go off. Uh, there is one other thing we need to talk about. The red the zone. No, uh, the Fangio effect.
0: Oh, the revenge. Yeah.
1: Uh, so he, in his press conference, tried to play it off and say, I think that's probably
0: more of an advantage for the Bears. And then Nagy, in his conference, calls it. Oh, Vic knows everything he needs to know. Yeah. So there's but, a little bit of a yeah, Maggie game. He said we're both kind of sandbagging each other here.
1: Yeah. Because I would say that Fangio obviously has an advantage here because he knows the strengths and weaknesses of all the players
0: over there. Mm, and they don't know the strengths and weaknesses of our players. Not as closely. Well, Vic also has an advantage because he knows not just the players, but he knows the offense and the defense. They just know Vic's defense. Exactly. Exactly. And do I think that Vic's going to be able to tell Rich Scangarello something that's going to prevent Khalil Mack from having a good game? Probably not.
1: Yeah, because I like what Joe Flacco said. He said Khalil Mack is the kind of guy that sometimes he just does whatever he wants and you can't stop him. Yeah. But that I, was a good I way I did way to like how that. he
0: started it because some guy said, like, how good is Khalil Mack? He was like, do I have to just stand up here and state the obvious? Yeah. Sometimes, Joe, that's what we want.
1: Sometimes that is what we want. Yeah, but yeah, I liked him at his press conference on Wednesday. Yeah, he was. Do uh, you think chippy or just Ed, no edgy, edgy. Mm. but still very smooth? Yeah, he's good at the podium. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I just get a little lost looking at his hair, though. I get really distracted.
0: I was the hair wasn't. Uh, it's not the best I've seen. It wasn't bad. Mm. I
1: don't know if maybe it's because he didn't just like freshly take off the helmet.
0: Yeah, the helmet I think has a shaping effect. Yeah, Uh, but while I don't think Vic's going to help the Broncos defense tremendous or excuse me, the Broncos offense tremendously the defense in terms of knowing Mitchell Trubisky, that's going to really help. He he knows Trubisky well enough to say, hey, if we force him here, he can't make that throw or he's going to do this or here's what he can do really well. Yeah, more tendencies. I think Mitchell Trubisky
1: can make any throw on the field. I think he can, but I think you would
0: know tendencies. It looked like he had a tough go of it against the Packers. Against the Packers? Yeah. Accurate. Maybe he can make it, but accuracy was an, was an issue.
1: That defense must feel a little bit uh, upset after last week's performance. The Bears, yeah, they held Aaron Rodgers to 10 points and lost.
0: I mean, I don't want to bash the Broncos offense, but if you're the Broncos defense, you're probably like, we had a bad game or a bad first half at least, and we still held them to 24 points. You should be yeah. able to win most games like that, I think.
1: Yeah, and I think that they're going to work on stuff. I mean, that was Rich Gangarello's first time ever calling an NFL game. You know, and, and yeah, what do you what do you think about
0: win? some of the some of the calls, like the fan the Fant reverse, the no problem swinging with gate. I kind of I like, I like the swinging gate because hey, if that works, he maybe walks into the end zone.
1: Yeah, and of it course. was on first down. Look, I think you just try different things. I don't mind uh, the Fant. Uh, you know, I don't mind that you don't expect Fant to get a handoff right off the bat. And if it works genius play call, if it doesn't work, what are you doing? So I don't mind. I, I like the creativity. I like mixing it up. I like trying different things and adjusting as the game went on and that Broncos offense got better as the game went on. That was a positive sign to me. That's true. Yeah, they did. uh... They adjusted. They did. They made what they, you know, They did things that they needed to do to try and put themselves in position to score touchdowns in that second half. Uh, Any injury concerns for the
0: Broncos with Uh, uh, Jawan James going to be out? Are
1: you concerned about that? Yes, I am concerned about that. Why? Well, we just mentioned Khalil Mack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't, uh, I sort of feel bad for Eli Wilkinson. Yeah. That is a tough first assignment. Hey, you're going to be a starter this week. Oh, by the way, Khalil Mack's coming to town.
0: Yeah, I mean, they've got to keep uh, tight ends in, whether that's Jeff Hireman or somebody. You're going to have to leave a running back to chip. Scheme it a little bit. Max protection and then just send a couple guys out. I will say I feel comfortable about Elijah Wilkinson playing in general. Yes, of course And the coaching staff feels good about him too, I think. My concern is that Joe Flacco on Wednesday said, hey, you're never going to keep a group of five offensive linemen together for 16 games. Well, it was one game, and the Broncos lost their starting right tackle for several weeks.
1: And not just any right tackle. This is a their free, their big free agent acquisition from the off season. Luckily, it doesn't seem like John James is going to be out for the year. Said it. I think that the word that Fanjo used was tweaked, tweaked, or strained. I think. I thought maybe he'd say, "Hey, I haven't seen Jawan James. I've been in my office getting ready. It's I true. don't know
0: what happened." The. The interesting thing about Jawan James is that injury happened. It appeared like he had one foot on the dirt and one foot on the grass in Oakland. Mm, you think the field had something to well, do with it. Well he didn't that. he didn't get touched. He took the like they snapped the ball. He tried to get back in his stance. One foot was on the grass, it looks like one foot on the dirt. He just went down.
1: Mm. Well, it is that's concerning just because they hit Oakland. They, you know, they paid him a lot of money. That was a big free agent acquisition. We heard Vaughn talk about how it was going against John James and training camp and that kind of stuff. And I think they were excited about the possibilities of having that right tackle position short up
0: and boom, week one. Now you're already making changes. But you do get you do get Todd back. You know, the Bryce Callahan injury. Possibly is... get Todd back. Right. Callahan is not scheduled to practice not, Wednesday. Not going to practice Wednesday, it seems. Yeah. Uh, That's a concern Vic said, Hey, we're going to work with the corners we have here right now. Uh, I don't know if that means, Hey, more, more nickel corner for Kareem Jackson. And he starts taking reps there or what they do. But that's probably the biggest concern for me right now, even over the the right tackle spot. Agreed. The concern with offensive line is, Hey, if somebody else gets hurt, then what do you do? Because Elijah Wilkinson was like, he can play guard. He can play tackle. Yeah. He could swing. Um, but at least they're not as beat up as the Chargers. Bad health for the Chargers. Who else went down for the Chargers? Hunter Henry. That happens every single year for these guys. Derwin James is hurt. Russell, he was already hurt. Right. But Russell Okun was can't already play. hurt. Yeah. And then uh, apparently the Chargers head coach, Anthony Lynn, concern about Mike Williams' knee. Ooh. Yeah, that always happens to the Chargers. I there might not be any him. Chargers left by the time the Broncos play them in week five. Uh, Tyree Kill. Not on the Chargers.
1: No, but I'm saying keeping it in the division, talking about injuries and the Broncos probably not having to play them. Swanson, what team is
0: Tyreek Hill on for Phil's sake? Hold on. It's going to take me a minute to check that. I didn't think that was as funny as Swanson. Probably thought not it did. He, but, thought it oh, Swanson is a the Chiefs. know-it-all.
1: How long is Tyreek Hill supposed to be out, Swanson?
0: Well, he's on injured reserve. No, four to six weeks. Yeah, four to six weeks. I, don't know. I thought this Which was
1: the Broncos then, podcast. Four so. to six. Well, I'm about to tell you, he probably won't be there when the Broncos play. Him.
0: Yeah, especially on a short week there for Thursday night football. Exactly. But the way the Broncos have been, kind of getting nicked up. Better Who hope knows they'll yeah, be. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All
1: right, and then uh, oh, well, you wanted to mention something about kickers.
0: <laughs> Sorry, uh, just really impressed with Brandon McManus's attempt. On the dirt, tough to kick on really the dirt.
1: Close. I thought that I, th- you know, sometimes with field goals, depending on your angle, it looks like it went in. I was like, oh, he made it.
0: I don't cheer he in the press didn't. box, so
1: I wasn't in the press box. I was down on what the were field. You doing? I was down on the field working.
0: Oh.
2: Did you know that McManus went to the Rockies
0: baseball stadium to practice kicking on the dirt? If you I read did hear, Broncos briefly did hear this about morning. that, also known as Coors Field. There we go. Horsefield, there
1: him. you go. Swanson was ready to jump in, right? Yeah. Swanson loves baseball.
0: We can't we can't name that stadium. Oh, sorry. Swanson, when he draws, he goes to the botanic gardens every week to practice for game day. Yeah,
1: no horizon.
0: Exactly. That's his just, trademark. Just bushes and flowers as He's far as like the eye can see.
1: Monet. Monet had his Swanson. lily pond. He had his lily pond. Swanson has botanic gardens. Very nice. It's really beautiful. All right, uh, I think that's it, right? Shout-outs. Shout-outs. So. Sorry, sorry. Shout-outs. You want to go first? Shout-out to the community. Got the uh, Alzheimer's walk. This, walk to end uh, Alzheimer's yep. on Saturday.
0: Phil, will you be I, there? I will. You will. That's, yep. the, that's the plan. We're
1: going to have a nice little Saturday morning together at City Park. That's how I like it. Uh, if you'd like to donate, you can uh, help donate with uh, Team Super Bowling.
0: Mm-hmm. I that think out. that you can go to dbron.co. Backslash, backslash or forward slash. I think just in just what's the normal one. That's the normal one is forward slash.
1: I think it's backslash. Backslash is definitely the normal slash slash. (laughs) ALZ. Yep. There you go. And you can uh, help uh, help fight the cause. Obviously a big deal for the Broncos. And so we'll be there covering it. You have something to add? I don't nope. think you don't have anything to add. Uh Liz Manis will be there, of course. I I think that Liz will be there. She was on the email. I'm not sure. Well she sent out the email. So technically she was yeah, involved unsure. in the email. She was pre. she sent it. If you send the email, you're not on the email? I'm not sure if that's are you?
2: I, I don't guess. Know. I
1: don't know. I don't know what that means. But then obviously next week uh on Monday we have uh Case Case the Broncos. The Broncos. I won't be there. Oh, I'll be there.
0: I know. You're at everything.
1: Yeah. Won't stop. Can't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop.
0: I I'll gotta, also be there. I got to run with my dog mm-hmm. or something.
1: Uh, yeah. That's on Monday afternoon? Yes. Mm. It's called the, the dog run. What's your, na- what's your dog's name? Ryder. Ryder. Ryder the runner. Ryder.
0: Because it's a Red. run. Red. Get it? Red Rider, run. That's not what it's called. I told you it was called the dog run. Got it. Got it. First annual. Okay. I'll be there on, uh, I'll be there Monday. thought you were going to be at Taste of
1: the Broncos. That's what I'm saying. I'll be at Taste of the Broncos. I moved on from the Red Rider run. Not what
0: it's called. Okay. Uh, Emily or Swanson, any shout outs? Should we say hello to the Samanskis family for listening to the neutral zone?
1: Coming, uh, uh, tuning in from uh, all the
0: way in North Carolina. Emily, what are their names?
1: Aaron and Ed.
0: Aaron and Ed.
1: Shout
0: out to mom and dad. They're probably so proud that you work on this podcast in particular. Our listenership doubled. (laughs) Exactly. We now got Aaron, Uh, Ed, and Gail. Yep. (laughs) That's it. Yep.
1: And Liz. Really nice. And Liz. Liz obviously listens every week. Yeah.
0: Liz called herself Lizzo today. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, I didn't hear
1: much feedback from our road show But I thought that was pretty cool Yeah I Gail, thought that was cool. Gail uh,
0: has not listened She didn't listen to that one? Not yet well, She said she plans to She did listen to that one I thought that was kind of cool uh, But Erin um, um, is also an R of sorts, right? Yes, she is She's a producer at a local TV station I you said researcher the other day A
1: researcher, producer Yeah,
0: there we go uh, RP that, That's RP Perfect <laughs> Perfect. Uh,
1: This is normally when we make fun of Swanson. (laughs)
0: That's true. We've reached the Swanson
1: portion of the program. We've kind of already done it. Yeah.
0: You can keep going. That's
1: fine. Yeah. Uh, So, practice is about to get started here in about 45 minutes. That's true. Uh, Swanson will have to get get some hand moving his easel down there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I've never seen like a carrying case of paints that's so big.
1: Yeah. That's. Like we mentioned on the travel show, Swanson couldn't bring it onto the plane. Right, exactly.
0: Yeah, he just exactly. said that. what did we say? He had to bring his just sketch a pad. Little just a sketch, sketch pad, pad, yep.
1: He was really upset about it. I did see him kind of tear up in the aisle there. <laughs> Space is limited in the
0: overhead. As a, um, an aside to our travel podcast, we talked about how fish don't fly. That's true. Did you have the lobster mac? I tried one bite of the lobster mac and cheese. Not good. Hives? (laughs) No hives. No hives. Not this time. They just had to curl up in a little ball for six hours.
1: Macadamia nut, hives. Unconfirmed. Plain plain lobster, no hives. Plain lobster. How would you like the lobster? Plain. Not plain. Please.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Okay, well, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. Can you tell the uh, Samanskis family where they can find the podcast?
1: Yes. I think they should uh, check out... Tune in. Good one. Uh, Stitcher. With an S. Yep. And uh, iTunes. Would you advise them to listen on Spotify? This is, if you're listening, please uh, pay attention here. You can download on iTunes. And then if your default media player on your computer is Spotify, Spotify is <laughs> swaps and things.
0: Really funny for some reason.
1: Yeah. Then you could, and then you could play it.
0: What's the matter with you guys? I knew you I shouldn't have invited it, yeah. you. You can also play it on QuickTime yeah. or Quick wherever, time. wherever else. You want. Gosh, you guys are out
1: of control. Shout out to the QuickTime Neutral Zell Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no yeah. idea what happened. Let, us, let <laughs> us know if you listen on QuickTime.
0: It's true. And we'll, shout out, we'll give you a shout out. At Phil Milani? Yeah. If you're listening on QuickTime, let me know. And uh, my Twitter handle, at Eric Dalala, with at an A. a. Eric Dalala. Yes. And then other letters. You can find a lot of injury, a. injury
1: updates there. A R I C. It's true. I know that Gail's probably listening right now. And yeah, What were you thinking? Wow. Well, through, through everybody for a little. Lo- yeah, everyone's confused. Yeah. Well, I mean, she just gave birth, so maybe it was a mistake. Me? No, 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 oh, the A.
0: Got it. Yeah, the A part. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if that was decided pre or post. I
1: like it, though. I like a little bit of it's uh, unusual. It's unique. I give you a hard time about it, but uh, I do like it. Let's not get emotional here. I like it. It's, uh, it's different. I like
0: uniqueness. Yeah. So. true. Well, right. I kind of like how you have the accent over the I in fill. <laughs> that's just a dot actually. Cause oh. I dot the,
1: I, all the eyes.
0: Oh yeah. I've been confused for three years here. Yep.
1: How do you think, what would the accent make my name pronounced like?
0: Feel. <laughs> okay. Like new. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: yeah. Okay. I think that's going to do the show. I think that's, that's good. good. Okay. Well, our thanks Swanson to cut uh, the feed. Yeah. Cut the feed. Uh, our thanks to Todd Davis for coming on. Um, our thanks for uh, Vic Fangio's soundbite. Yeah, keep it up, Vic. That was nice. Uh, keep that up. And then, uh, of course, our thanks to uh, Ben and Emily for joining us here in the studio. For Eric Dalala, I'm Phil Milani, and you have been listening to the, the Neutral, Neutral Zone. Zone.